Hey listeners, Fiona here. This episode is really important to us and before we start, here's some information. In the interview, when we talk about pap smears, we were referring to what is now called a cervical smear test. The current screening guidelines is for every 25 to 74 year old to have a test done every five years. The test screens for abnormal smears and HPV, of which there are many different types, but not all are cancer causing, which makes screening every five years completely safe and backed by enormous evidence. If you are unsure, the current screening guidelines for Australia are available at cancer.org.au. Also, did you know that one of the biggest changes to screening is you can currently self-test? Today is the story of one woman's brave journey and is not intended to give any medical advice other than to encourage people to have their own testing done. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, it's Amelia here today, your Generation Z slash millennial. And today we are speaking to my beautiful friend Ash and we are talking pap smears. Don't tune out, it is very, very important. Hi Ash. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. When I was telling people about this episode today, they were just like, oh, tune out as soon as I mentioned the P word. But I was like, no, no, this is something that as women, particularly young women, we need to know more about. Yes, I 100% agree with that. So tell me a bit about yourself. My name is Ashley. I went to a beautiful all-girls school called Santa Maria, which is located in Atterdale. For those that don't know Perth well, it's really close to Fremantle. I'm an only child myself, but I was really fortunate to grow up in a really loving family environment. My parents are both um, one of five kids, so I have grown up with a lot of like a lot of cousins at all different ages. So I feel like my growing up wasn't very different to like, I feel like it wasn't very different to, you know, most kids that do have the brothers and sisters. I feel like I have always been such a sociable person and I'm really fortunate that even though I am an only child that I did get to grow up with like a lot of wonderful um, people. And they're definitely like, I've definitely been influenced in a lot of, by a lot of amazing people in my life. And then after high school, I did studied a Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in human resources and management at the University of Western Australia. The reason I got into HR, I went to a career council in, at high school and I kind of just said to her, I really don't know what I want to do with my life. What do you suggest? And she told me she was like I think you'd be really great at HR because you're such a people person you've got really great communication skills and I feel like you'll be able to like really you'll be able to take your career quite far in that area so um, when I went to uni I did like a few units in the HR and I really enjoyed it and decided from a pretty young age that that was the direction I wanted to take my career um into so the reason why I moved to Melbourne is I got a graduate job at Swinburne University and you have an interesting heritage as well Ash you are part Indian part yes I am so my mum is Anglo-Indian um she moved to Perth when she was 11 and then my dad's from Victoria he grew up in Kahuna he, the reason why he moved to Perth was because he um, got into the SAS. And tell me, Ash, 
How, what do you think is the most Gen Z thing about you? Lord, I reckon me taking photos of food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even this morning at brunch, I was like, my friend, you need to get a photo, you need to get a photo. Like, I can't leave unproportionate, like, the food. So, like, you get the perfect image. Even when I got my parents for dinner, now they're onto taking photos of food now. Like, obviously, <laughs> they're not as good as me because they take photos of the individual dish. It's like, no, you have to do it so it's like all the dishes, you know, can be seen. Like, you can't just do one individual one, but it's <laughs> hilarious. So do you have, like, a family uh, photo album now of just all your food photos? I feel that whenever my parents go away now, that's the daily update I'll get is a bunch of food that they've eaten for the day. <laughs> I feel like for our generation, and I'm not sure like whether it's all the generations before us, but we live in an era where we have so much information and so much empowered knowledge about so many aspects of life. But I personally feel as a young woman, I don't know very much about a lot of things around my body. Like, when is a good time to go and potentially have my eggs frozen? When, uh, like, how often yeah. should I be having a pap smear done? What's menopause like? Like, I don't know. Oh my know. gosh, agree. And I've asked so many ladies that I work with at the moment, so like, what is menopause like? Like, I've just been told that you get like a lot of hot flushes and you gain a ton of weight. It's like, yeah that's kind of what I've been told. Like, it just seems like there's such a, like, negative um, narration around menopause. I am curious, before 2022, did you know much about what what HPV, do you know, do you know what HPV stands for? I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. Human papillomavirus. Because I feel like a lot of people have, no idea what it stands for. Yeah, did you know much about HPV? I have no idea. And the only time I've had that conversation is with my doctor. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's like something, when is it going to come up in conversation? It's not really like a fun <laughs> brunch No, chat. and that's the thing. And I definitely should be looking. I know it sounds so bad, but sometimes ignorance, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So, Ash, why did that come up in conversation with your doctor? What happened? Oh, funny enough, you asked. So, I actually had it. Okay. Um, I still might have it. I'm not too sure. So, basically, what happened was, so, I went to my male doctor and I just said to him, I was like, look, like, I lost my virginity quite a few years ago now. I've actually never had a pap smear. Like, should I be, should I have one, like, soon? And he said no, you don't need to have a pap smear. We'll just wait until you're 25 years old. So I was just like, okay, cool. I got out of that one. I never really <laughs> thought about it. I never spoke about it. Like a million, I've never spoke about pap smears and like women's health and all that when we were living in Melbourne together. Like it was just never really, I guess I just really did, I guess, take the, that GP's opinion and just didn't really think about it and then it was actually in 2021 so that was when I was 25 and it was six months after my 25th birthday I had this conversation with my friend Elle and she was like Ash like have you had a pap smear yet and I said no but I should get around to it because like I'm 25 now and like 
like looking to that and she was absolutely godsmacked as she told me a story she goes ash like my auntie died from cervical cancer because she didn't um she didn't get checked out so she's like it's really important for you to get checked out and i was like oh okay but because you're 25 and you're young you're kind of like oh yeah like i'm not gonna have any health issues now what then happened Yes. Yeah, so after I had that conversation, my friend she was like, Ash, you need to go see one because my, my aunt, you know, personal experience with my auntie dying from cervical cancer. I was like, okay, yeah, right. But I still didn't think anything of it. So I went to a female doctor and that pap smear was probably the most traumatizing experience of my life. So scared. And I didn't have my mom with me to like, or anyone to hold my hand. But she said like, you're just, like, you're too, I think I was very like, tense and stiff so she was just like let's just see what like the results come back and if unfortunately if we do have to do another pap smear then that then we'll have to do another sample so I was like okay that's fine and then within a week she contacted me saying that oh yeah you've got abnormal cells um you need to go see a gynecologist um about it so I was like okay cool like whatever can I just stop you there when she said um you've got abnormal cells did she explain what that meant or like how did you react to that? She told me there weren't like cancer. So she said it's so not she... something to be okay. wary of, but she said you need to make this appointment and you need to get most likely you most have to do a biopsy just to check to see like what's going on and if the like the cancer cell if the like the abnormal cells can turn into cancer. Okay. So I guess what that's what their concern was. So I was just like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Went and saw the gynecologist and then he explained to me, like, we've got to do, a, we're going to perform a biopsy today just to see, like, he was telling me about, like, the area that they're, like, a bit concerned about um, in, like, my vagina. Um, and then he explained what, like, the biopsy was and all of that. And he said, so when I went in there and he had, like, a good look with, like, I when they opened my is it uterus <laughs> um there was like four areas that were abnormal so i had to get four biopsies that day and then the results came back saying that they were high grade hpv but they still just wanted to monitor that to monitor the cells until like i kind of was getting a bit worse um and then i had another biopsy so that was in october 2021 how did and you i had another how did you do those biopsies? Were you awake, asleep? Like, I was awake. Okay. And then you're told after you're not allowed to have sex for six, no, sex for four weeks and you can't go swimming. So, and that was like getting into the warm months of Perth. And usually I, I do like to go to the beach and go for a swim and all of that and get you know, <laughs> sexual activity. Like I was seeing someone at the time as well. So I had to have that honest conversation and say, hey, look, this is going on at the moment. Um, my health is my priority and I have to listen to the doctor's orders. And anyway, the second biopsy I had to do in May last year. And they were like, yeah, we've got to monitor these, your HPV um and just keep monitoring it and they told me in may that like we'll probably have to keep doing this for the next until it gets pretty bad like in that turns into the pre-cancer cells so i was like oh great so pretty much like every six months of the year i've got to go through one month of like not having sexual intercourse and one and then not not being able to swim 
So then in May 2022, I had to do the biopsy again. And then I got a call in August 2022 saying that they're pretty concerned about the cells and they just want it, they want me to have a let's procedure. So I had that straight after Amelia and I returned back from the United States. Mm. Um, and yeah, I had the let's procedure taken. Um, uh, we yeah, undertook a let's procedure and that was performed by a lady doctor. And I have to admit that experience just felt a lot better. She just kept me calm throughout the whole, like the whole time and just like answered all my silly questions. And she was just really calm. And I wish I still kept the letter that she wrote explaining about like what the procedure did and all of that. Um, but yeah, basically the only concern is that I have now, if the pre-cancer cells keep coming back and I have to keep taking, keep undertaking let's procedures, gonna it happen to the cervix, which is where you hold a baby, and potentially if I gotta keep getting all these let's procedures, then what they were saying is they might have to put like um like a stitch or something like in the cervix to like hold the baby. So basically what my concern is now that I'm compromising my cervix by getting all these less procedures. And if I don't, but hopefully I don't. The concern is a baby could potentially die if I have to keep getting it all like cut yeah. out really. And that is a really scary um, thought to have because I am really young. And I've always wanted children, right, from, like, a really young age. Like, for me, um, I know I'm not ready yet, and I don't think I'll be ready in my 20s, but I see me having a few kids, I would say, in between, like, you know, I would say the deal age for me would be, like, from 32 to 37. I would love to have two kids in between then. I just hope I have to do another... Um, I have to do, I'm pretty sure I have to do another biopsy. They want me to come in in September this year um, and just check to see if everything is okay. And if everything is okay, then they'll let me just do another pap smear a year later. And then from then it can go back to like the normal, like every two, three years. But I think from my experience, I would never wait five years to um, do a pap smear. I feel like I'll be pretty... Like I'm quite vigilant about all of that now in mm. women's health. So I think I'll be quite on top of like my pap smears and I'll definitely be getting that checked regularly just up, just from my personal experience. Had you had the injections? Um, you know how there there's a vaccine now? Had you had the vaccine? Yes. You had? Yeah. yeah. I think if I was in high school. Yes, you would have been because we were the first generation yeah. where we all in high school were given it. But the thing for me is when we had that done... I had no idea why we were getting this vaccination. They said, oh, it's the cervical cancer vaccination. And like, I didn't even know what a bloody cervix was. I was like, what the hell is like, I feel like in that moment, it could have been a really empowering thing for us to have actually been sit, sat down. I also went to an old girls school. We sat down and sort of explained like, hey, this is what this is. And this in the bigger picture of like pap smears, this is how it's going to help because they're working to ideally eradicate it completely but then you have cases like ash for example who have had it and then still have that manifestation so it's 
one of those things I feel like maybe because we obviously had that extra coverage they weren't as on top of like you have to get your pap smears done you have to do this because we need to monitor they were like oh well we're phasing it out like it's fine but you were saying Ash that you know of another one of your friends who actually has had a similar yes. experience actually I've had two friends one of them got them take and they're both worse of more severe than me actually um one of my friends i don't really know too much about but she actually did have the cervical cancer and she said she had to undergo um some surgery and get them taken out and then my other friend she said she was feeling like a lot of pain like you know ovaries and she thought she had a what's it called is it a cyst, a cyst. yeah yeah so she thought like is it is it we're not really like a cyst like or something yeah yeah so that's what she thought it was and they did all the tests and all of that and they said no it's definitely not a cyst on your ovaries and stuff but nothing's burst or anything so that's when they said it must be something to do with like your uterus um so then she ended up getting like tested all in end of december and then she got told she had the cervical cancer and, mm. and then she was booked for like a day surgery um in february this year and she got them all burnt off and i think she needs to do another biopsy from my understanding um quite soon just to check that everything's okay but i just find that really interesting because like i never thought if you did have cancer that you wouldn't really be in much pain or you wouldn't really know you've got it i think it depends the stage with in which it's in and also the tissues in the area as well and um, I think that's why pap smears are so important because mm. you just don't know. It's a cancer which has very little um, initial signs and it can be picked up so quick. Women's health is so important. And the really sad thing is we don't really get taught about pap smears and cervical cancer in school. Like no. my health studies were it was just like literally one year of in year nine, I think. And we just went through, it was just such like... Uh, like, I didn't even know what an STI was till coming, like, out of that. And, like, even, like, the importance, like, use of condoms and all that. And we didn't really go through, like, the main ones, which is, like, chlamydia, gonorrhea. Like, we kind of just went through, like, the ones with, their, like, crabs, for example. Like, it's interesting to hear you saying all that. At all. Do you think it's um, the type of schools that you went to because they were religious girls' school? I don't think necessarily, like, because I went to a uniting church school and it was pretty progressive. Because you um, guys are blowing my mind to, like, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than you girls. We weren't taught anything. But to think that your generation's not being taught anything actually shocks me. I would have thought you yeah. were right up with it. I'm really surprised. Is there any family history of cervical cancer or anything like that in your family tree? No. No. And how did your mum respond? She must have been devastated for you. Just that her soul must have been breaking, honestly. Oh, definitely. My mum's very protective of me. And we really, we have a, mum and I have a very close relationship. And I'm really, that was also a reason why I moved back to Perth because I really missed my parents mm. a lot when I was over. And um, yeah, mum was devastated. And I think mum still is really upset for me that I have to go through this. And I think her concern is she just hope, hopefully the let's procedure is the only one I, I have because mm. her friend personal her friend lost the baby at five months. 
because she had multiple LETS procedures and the cervix just couldn't carry the baby anymore. Fortunately, that um, lady had two healthy pregnancies, but I'm pretty sure they have to take the baby, you know, like they have to take the babies out sooner and they have to put like the stitch up and all of that. And that's not a nice thing to go go through as a woman. And at the moment, my doctor just said with the one less procedure, it is fine at the moment mm. for you to carry a baby. So that's great. But I think mum's concern is, and it's also a concern of mine, is if there's going to be multiple of them. That leads me into the next thing then um, with both of you asking this question. You're in your late 20s. You're having this sort of problem. Have you thought about freezing eggs or anything like that or thinking different ways to have kids? So one of my really close friends has actually frozen her eggs. Um, She is putting her career first right now and she. the reason why she's frozen her eggs is she said she doesn't want kids until she's 35. And she just, all she wants to do at the moment is just put her career first and then worry about kids in like a later stage of life. But she wants like the best quality eggs. And when we had that conversation, she's like, have you thought about like, you know, freezing your eggs? And I was just like, no, like not at all. Like I hasn't even like crossed my mind at all. And I don't really want to go through IVF. I really want to just try, even if it takes me a couple of years to have a kid, like for me, I would rather just try it all naturally without freezing my eggs and without going mm. through IVF. So the thing about you... the HPV then is that you can have children, no, no problems. It's just hopefully yeah. the cervix will hold up for you. Like, Yeah, it just depends how, like hopefully, fingers crossed, I don't have to keep putting my body through all those procedures and hopefully like the cells now all gone all normal and everything is fine. Um, but yeah, if I do have to keep continuing these let's procedures and I keep having like the abnormal cells taken out, um, then yeah, it is a concern from when I do have a child. Ash, what, what do you want people to know about your journey and, and what you've gone through and are you okay? I just, that's a really good question. I think from what I've got out of it is pap smears so important. Mm. And I just feel once you do lose your virginity, it is really important to take those tests and to take regular checkouts because I don't know how often the cells can change, but it, it, it is really important and I just wish there was more education around pap smears in high schools because I had no idea what a pap smear was until I think I was at the age of maybe, I would say 19, 20. And even then, like, I didn't really think much of it because I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I'll just, I'll just wait on it and I'll procrastinate it. And I think that's what that was part of my journey is I just procrastinated a lot on the pap smears because when we do talk about pap smears, it's so negative. It's all like this, you know, just traumatic experience of, you know, your GP like using a little, what do you, what do you call bills. it? Yeah. And like touching it, you've done and taking out some cells. Like it's not a, and it's not a pleasurable, pleasurable experience by all means, but I do think there just needs to be a lot more education in high schools talking about pap smears and talking mm. about even just um 
like what the potentials can be and it's not something that you can get when you're in your like your mid 50s it's something that could happen pretty young so mm. i think that's what we need to emphasize like the importance is that it can happen at any age even i know my girlfriends we often say hey have you taken your iron supplement ask your girlfriends hey have you had a pap smear or your partner have you had yeah this? and you know what amelia i probably would have waited another year Mm. and reminded me because I, be. when i did when i did turn 25 i didn't even think about getting a pap smear that wasn't like that was like probably way down on my list i never even thought about it thank you so much ash today for sharing your experience i know it's something that's probably caused you a great deal of anxiety over the last little well, couple of years but it's such an important story that we as women and even for men like they also they have sisters they have mothers it's important that people are across this because it's something that is preventable and we're working towards eradicating but i think we need to be empowered as women and like our bodies are incredible things we have very complex relationships with them and that's something that often social media makes increasingly hard but it's something that is so important because we only get one so thank you so much for sharing and yeah i hope things go well in the future <laughs> okay um thank you so much for having me it was a really exciting and i think very important conversation um to be a part of and hopefully um i'll be another guest another time hopefully talking <laughs> something a bit more positive next time Thanks for taking the time listening to the XYZ Experiment podcast. If this episode has triggered anything for you or you have some questions about the cervical smear test, have a chat to your GP who will have all the correct information and check out the information on the website cancer.org.au. If you enjoyed our episode, please tell friends and family and give us a like and follow.